Welcome to Tax Insights, presented by Hawkins Ash CPAs. And good morning, listeners. Welcome back to Tax Insight here on WOMT with Jeff from Hawkins Ash. Jeff, good morning, sir. Good morning, Terry. How are you, sir? Doing well. Excellent. Jeff, today we're going to give some tax information for investors. Right. Because, you know, just a couple of years ago, every time that you had to, like, buy or sell a stock, it would cost you a trading fee. But how things have changed, because... You know, now there's trading platforms like TD Ameritrade, Schwab, Vanguard, um, and the one that's been in the news a lot lately, Robinhood. You know, they let you buy individual stocks and even a portion of a stock, and they don't charge you anything to buy those. So because of this, there's a lot more people investing in stocks than ever before. And the tax aspects of that is what I want to talk about today. So I remember us talking about this before, and capital gains from stocks are taxed. They're at a lower rate, right? Right. So, you know, assuming that you've held that stock for longer than a year, it makes it long term. And if you hold it for a longer term, you get better rates. Now, if you hold it for a shorter than a year, then it's taxed just like your other ordinary income, like your wages and things like that. A number of years ago, they also made a change that there are certain dividends that are also taxed at those same lower rates. They're called qualified dividends. And they're taxed at the same lower rates as long-term capital gains are. So, and these rates, they can be as low as 0%, right? Exactly. You know, depending on, you know, what your income is outside of your interest in, and, uh, and dividends and capital gains, you know, some of those capital gains and qualified dividends might be taxed as low as 0%. Now, we did a show on that a while back. Mm-hmm. Um, so, maybe go back and if people want to hear about that, they can go back and listen to it. But... You know, for those that aren't taxed at 0%, it could be taxed at 15% or 20 or maybe just less than 24% for federal. I would talk to your accountant or investment advisor to see which rates you fall into. So timing can also be very important in all of this, right? Yes. So an investor should definitely be careful on when they take gains and more importantly, in a lot of cases, when they take losses. You know, many people try to sell their losses at the end of the year to save on taxes, but they have to remember that capital losses can only offset capital gains. And once they've offset all the capital gains, then they can offset at most 3,000 of other income. So if you have, you know, 10,000 in losses in a year, mm-hmm. you can only take 3,000 of those um, after offsetting your capital gains and the rest are carried forward in the future years. So what other things should investors out there be careful of? You know, there's this thing called wash sale rules. And I think people really have to understand what those are. You know, basically, wash sales are when you buy an asset at a loss and then within 30 days before or after that sale, you buy back the same stock. That loss is not deductible until later. It was funny. I read an article about a guy who was, you know, on Robinhood, and all he did was buy and sell the same stock. And even though on paper he broke even, he ended up with this huge tax bill because the way the wash sale rules mm. worked for him, he had to pick up all his gains, and he could not take any of his losses. I mean, I think this guy owed in the hundreds of thousands of dollars for something on paper that he broke even on. Wow. Yeah. So another surprise 
um, is when people buy you know commodities like gold and silver. Many of those are taxed at beneficial rates, but not as low as stocks. So they may be taxed at 28 percent. Um, and so you want to be careful when you're when you're buying you know those kind of commodities, gold, silver, things like that. Yeah. Now, what about investment interest and investment expenses? Those are all deductible, correct? So yes and no. So any investment fees that you pay to a broker or somebody else to handle your money, those within the last couple of years are now not tax deductible. They used to be, but they're not anymore. Now, I still think it makes sense in a lot of cases to have an investment advisor and to pay those fees, even though they're not deductible, Mm -hmm. because a good investment advisor is going to make you more money than they cost you at the end of the day. Um, Also, you know, one of the things that's funny, Terry, is with the stock market continuing to go up, you know, people are like, I don't think I need an investment advisor. Hmm. But, you know, when stocks are going up all the time, everybody looks like a hero, right? Absolutely. And when you look at investment interest, that part is deductible as long as you itemize. Now, investment interest is essentially when you're borrowing money from your brokerage company to buy stocks. And then they just charge you an interest rate on that money that, that you loaned from them. Um, but this, in my opinion, is a dangerous game in many instances because you know, you're, kind of playing with how, you're kind of playing with their money. Yeah. And if stocks go down, you still have to repay back those loans. Jeff, time is running up here. Uh, we could talk about this all day. How do people in the meantime connect with you and the team at Hawkins Ash? I would go to um, Twitter and follow us there or like us on Facebook, or go to our website, hawkinsashcpas.com. Awesome. Jeff, thank you for your time, and we'll talk to you next week. This has been Tax Insights, presented by Hawkins Ash CPAs. Learn more online at hawkinsashcpas.com. Hawkins Ash CPAs, part of your business, part of your life.